welcome to Cassandra Explains It All, a podcast where we take a magnifying glass to all of our treasures from the past. Perfect. So tonight we are doing The Tale of the Carved Stone, season eight, episode seven. No, (laughs) it's season three, episode seven. (laughs) Amazon and Paramount don't know what they're talking about. Go read my book. (laughs) It's really crazy. (laughs) We spent... We spent a while looking for this on Amazon. So this is a crazy episode. I don't remember this one at all from when I was a kid. Like, do you have any strong memories of this? Not as a kid, but I remember it through like doing my research for my book. I mean, basically, without giving too much up away up front, it involves um, a dark monk who wants a cursed item that may have supernatural powers that can bend time and space. And there are kids involved. Perfect. Because if I say any more, then that'll ruin the episode. <laughs> exactly. Give away the whole tale. Yeah. So yeah, it's Kiki, Sam, Frank, Tucker, Betty Ann, my favorite. Mm-hmm. And they all go to the campfire. Suddenly, they all stop in their tracks because they see standing near the campfire what appears to be a scary, creepy person in a long black cloak. It's very spooky. Yeah, it's it's interesting because that that uh, wardrobe reminds me a lot of some nightmares I've had in the past where I'm like dreaming about a really green misty fog like toxic green and I just see a man in a wide-brimmed hat just walking through the woods casually and then turning back to see me and then continuing on so uh might be some shadow man lore there that's unrelated to curse of the shadows oh my god or it's Gary (laughs) it could be Gary I have very vivid nightmares yeah apparently (laughs) yeah Yeah. anyways yeah it's it's not my nightmare it's it's just uh an outfit that gary put on a stick to like spook the kids because apparently that's that's a thing for the first three seasons where someone dresses up in a costume and tries to scare the rest of the group before they start the story just to get them on edge and warm them up We've also seen betty ann do it in the tale of the whispering walls with her day of the dead costume and then even uh, David dressing up as one of the shadow people from another dimension in the tale of the super specs. So it's, they're not, oh, I mean, yeah. they're, they're pretty used to it. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen the other one you mentioned. I'm looking forward to watching that one. Oh, um, is that a roller coaster? <laughs> I just, it's, it's fun to talk about, but go ahead. <laughs> I just learned that Disney tried to buy the name, like to trademark the name Dios de la Muertos, uh-huh. like the holiday like they tried to Why? trademark the name because That's... Paramount was coming out with or Pixar who I don't know whoever not Pixar but the Coco movie yeah not Coco but the other one like the, the book, book of, of life. life so they yeah. wanted to be able to trademark it before yeah. they did like what why would I feel you... like you shouldn't be able to trademark a holiday it's like saying Halloween TM even though there's like a film of it yeah like ultimately they weren't able to thank god good but like yeah what is we don't, going we don't on need, at disney <laughs> we don't need mega corporations abusing their powers and yeah. say this holiday is brought to you by mcdonald's mcdonald's because halloween could use some more french fries exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah so gary tells the story and the story is about a teenage girl named allison as all great stories are so she and her well, sorry it's a pretty little liars thing that's so, it she and her family had just moved to a new town. <laughs> Sorry, it's Are You Afraid of the Dark thing. And mm-hmm. she's lonely and hasn't made any new friends yet. 
and Allison knew it was tough being the new kid, you know, but yeah. it's going to be hard to make new friends, of course. Um, but what she didn't know was how dangerous making a new friend was going to be. I'm curious the level of dangerousness. <laughs> Is that why uh, people are are video chatting these days because it's dangerous to go outside and socialize? It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> That really never does get old. Nope, me. I was just thinking that. I can have that played on repeat if I was sent to hell and I would never get sick of it. And Satan would be like, why isn't this working? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Allison sits by her window alcove feeling miserable about having to move to a new place. So she notices that a person who lived in her room at one time carved onto the wood of the alcove bench. And it says TJB. She laughs for a few moments and wishes whoever TJB was was still there, you know, so she would have somebody to hang out with at least. Wait, wait. Is that what's um his last name from Disney's Recess? TJ Brinkley? Could it be him? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, like the, the red backwards hat. He's yeah. Like always smug. Yeah. It was like one of my first crushes. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I love that cartoon growing up, but that's another episode. <laughs> right. Yeah. You should play that on your watch party sometime. Well, when I get that going, because Instagram kills it. Yeah. Instagram's terrible. Yeah. So she hears voices out the window and can see a group of kids walking by. One of them drops a pair of like crazy glasses and she calls to them you know but they don't hear her at all she goes and gets the glasses and finds the shop where they came from the shop happens to be none other than sardo's magic mansion so here let yeah me play, i'll play some of that well 100 100 all right 120 you know what I went through to get this? The guy could have killed me. Yes, well, that's none of my bees. 200, or I'm taking everything over to Uncle Bobo's house of magic. Uncle Bobo? That clown? All right, but I'm losing on the deal. Hello? Shh, shh, this customer, go away, go away. What can I do for you? Are you Mr. Sardo? That's Sardo. No, mister, accent on the dough. So. <laughs> What are you looking for? A potion? A rare book? A priceless magical object that only I can provide? No, I just need another pair of these. That'll be 350. I really like this actress. Is she from other episodes of Are You For the Dark or anything? She's only been in one more tell uh, badge from season five. Oh, okay. She looks really familiar and she buys another pair of goofy eyeglasses from him. After noticing she isn't familiar with any of his items, he realizes she is new in town and Allison foolishly mm -hmm. tells him that she and her family just moved into town a week ago. Also, she tells him that they're living in the old brown brick house on Maple Lane. 
So Sardo wanting to make an easy sale, you know, as usual, he tries to tell her, mm-hmm. uh, sell her like this popularity potion. Uh. He's, he's such a good salesperson. So he, <laughs> <laughs> he like changes his mind and he looks through his chest and finds a little black carved stone. And mm-hmm. he cons her into thinking that it's an Egyptian friendship stone. And uh, I mean, <laughs> he's not too far off because the eye of Horus is on it. And that's a Egyptian symbol. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's like, is it really a con? No. He, he, he often teeters on the line of bullshitting and actually coincidentally knowing what he's doing. <laughs> yeah right he's like a secret he's a secret genius maybe yeah yeah or he's, he just forgets that he's a genius so he has he has little moments of pause yeah so to make it work he tells her to close her eyes hold it in her hands then to recite the incantation here amirak vitulin ra <laughs> thanks <laughs> sorry i i memorized it. i've seen it so many times that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome and although she doesn't she doesn't say it the right way she says spa by accident so guess it didn't work she didn't get any friends yet oh yeah <laughs> that's not good like we don't know what could happen if she says yeah. it wrong yeah so he tells her that after saying the incantation she's gonna have tons of friends um you know so she buys it for like almost 20 bucks right yeah and that's a lot of money for a kid back then not so much now right like damn girl for a rock come on yeah yeah and i'm a crazy rock person but still (laughs) yeah and he's like uh, he's of course he's like i'm losing on the deal (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i bet he doesn't know the true value of that rock yeah then after Allison leaves, Shady and Scary Man, all dressed in black with a black hat and black sunglasses, is seen. Then she goes home. She's invited that group of teenagers to come over. Um, so she says the incantation, hoping that it'll work. And one teenage boy named Don answers the door. Allison then gives him a new pair of glasses his friend she rudely complains that she invited them over in the cold just to give them a pair of stupid glasses um so (laughs) this girl's awful like what yeah yeah i mean you can play a clip if you wanted but i thought she she laid in awfully hard on allison even if it was just for glasses like at the very least she could have just said well your glasses are fixed you want to like hang out or go to the local i don't know malt shop whatever they have there Right. <laughs> her outfit is so hideous though oh my god even oh. for the 90s <laughs> yeah it's bad she's wearing this like camo vest but it's over a polka dot pink polka dot like uh yeah i remember yeah it's clashing patterns really weird well, yeah. yeah i mean i'm new and I, I thought we could you know forget this get a life okay come on don well, thanks. Bye. Sure. I bet she says that to all the new kids she meets. I really recognize her from something. I'm going to have to look it up when this is over or else. Aiden, just... Aiden Pendleton? Yeah, is that her name? Yeah, she's only been in like nine things from 1991 to 1996, including... Um, this movie called I'll Never Get to Heaven, Eli's Lesson, the Odyssey TV series, Andre with like a seal, um, oh. a family divided. And, Andre. That's a good yeah. 
yeah it's 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 a fun 90s kids movie so that's probably where he's seen her okay i have a crazy story about the movie andre (laughs) (laughs) okay i was in like fifth grade i think when it came out i'm not sure somewhere (laughs) around there and i my friend's mom took us to see it over the summer and i literally just started crying because it was so sad slash happy at the end Mm -hmm. and couldn't stop crying and so we didn't even get to finish the end of the movie she had to take us and like take me home she's like i'm just gonna take you back to your mom it's okay i'm like i'm sorry i don't know why i can't stop crying (laughs) because the seal's going free if and we won't get to see him again (laughs) right i was moved i'm like this is amazing like wow (laughs) yeah it's like free willy but better (laughs) way better (laughs) yeah let's see what's going on with allison so she gets a dissed she returns to sardo shop and then she questions him on why the friendship stone didn't work so the scary man has him in the background in the store with his hand covering sardo's mouth and he speaks in Sardo's voice. So creepy. Telling it's very her, wild. He's like a perfect ventriloquist here. Yeah. And he's telling her he is closed right now and insists that she leave at once. And when she leaves, the guy, like the scary man, he demands to know where the amulet is. Of course. It's always like, where's the mm-hmm. amulet? So he says that he knows it was in the chest yesterday morning so where is it and mesmerizes sardo (laughs) yeah he he puts him into a hypnotic trance to like tell him the truth when it takes effect he tells sardo that he seeks the amulet and you know to give it to him so Mm -hmm. sardo under the mesmerized trance tells the man that he sold it to allison and he tells the guy where she lives like come on man yeah, stranger danger. You gotta you gotta protect your customers if they're if you want to keep them coming back. Like really, Allison shouldn't be running around town blabbing where she lives to people. This is why. She, I mean, she's kind of desperate for friends, so that's her mistake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and so she's back at home. She's talking on the phone to a friend from her old neighborhood, and she hangs up and she feels ripped off and she throws a stone and it hits her wall mirror. Mm-hmm. and she's got seven years bad luck now and well not only that but like some weird like lightning ball effects happen to the mirror that reveals another kid on the other side who happens to be um you know a young little boy who's kind of dressed like a 1940s uh newspaper reporter who's just kind of writing at his desk and he's like wait a minute who's there and then he just kind of blurs back away so obviously there's a hidden feature of this carved stone that allison was not aware of until now now she's impressed she's excited she's like mm-hmm. hmm, okay maybe i am gonna find a friend <laughs> but suddenly an evil voice calls out her name she looks out her window and it's the evil shady scary person from sardo's shop and mm-hmm. he tells her to look into his eyes And she asks him, you know, what do you want? And he tells her that she has the amulet and he wants it back. Then the man. Can we, can we, can we take a moment to just like (laughs) break, break apart the, the scene? Because it always bugged me that he was like hovering as if he has all these mystical powers that we're not aware of. Like he can, he can levitate to the second story of her new house, maybe even third, depending on if her room is in the attic and just Mm -hmm. be like, 
hey, I'm going to hypnotize you. Give me the rock. He's and like his a vampire. Eyes, right? I, I don't know what his deal is because they never really go in depth into his like dark monk powers right. other than he, he might have time travel abilities. Um, so I just yeah. wanted to n- note that and that his eyes are like super wrinkled, super bloodshot and super creepy. That's why he wears the sunglasses. I think that he's a vampire and he's like collecting artifacts to sell later and it's just super valuable and that's why he wants it. Maybe, but can vampires be monks? That's what they call him in the episode. Of course. What? Hmm. Anybody could be a monk, right? I guess. I I can't imagine one like tending to their rock garden and wearing the like bright orange garb, but I guess to each their own. This guy's crazy too. (laughs) Yeah. She sees the boy again and asks him what he's doing in her bedroom. The boy is armed with a slingshot, telling her his name is Thomas Jefferson Bradshaw. <laughs> it's got a nice ring to it. Sure. Yeah. And it's a good name. And mm-hmm. it's his grandmother's house. She says, you know, that no, that it's her house. And <laughs> he like shows her his initials. So it all makes sense to her. Mm hmm. And they get introduced to each other. And she asks Thomas what year it is. Yeah, you're right. It's, it is the attic for sure. Who are you? I'm Thomas Jefferson Bradshaw. And this is my grandmother's house. No, this is our house. We moved in here last week. Are you sure of the address? 15 Maple Lane. Wow. Something really weird just happened. I want you to leave now. Thomas Jefferson Bradshaw. This is my room, but it's different. Listen, Tom, I'm Allison, and I think I've got some kind of magic stone. Magic stone? This. It changed the mirror and I saw you. Like it opened a door to a different dimension, or a different... What's the date today? March 13th. Yeah, but what year? What year? Don't you know anything? It's 1892. <laughs> you serious? 1892? That was what? Um, trying to do my math here. 102, 102. years. Yeah. Yeah. 102 years. It's so, so wild to think about because I feel like our world has changed so dramatically in just 20 years, never mind 100. I know, right? Yeah. My dad always says like that they thought it would be like the Jetsons by now and it never became like the Jetsons. So Yeah, it's it's pretty darn disappointing. We don't even have hoverboards yet. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) We got segues is like the best we can do. Oh brother. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Allison and the boy whom she nicknames Tom get to know each other. They realize they're a lot alike. They're both an only child and they both don't have any friends. Um, This is because Tom is an orphan and he lives all alone with his strict grandmother and she never lets him out of the house. Uh, They become quick friends and and Allison invites him to visit her. So Mm -hmm. to her time. And, you know, why not? Just try it out. Might as well go full Coraline, right? Just leave. Yeah. So she... Feels that he'll just love, you know, movies and video games. And she's probably right. Like, yeah. So then just as they are about to head back, like she nervously stops. And she suddenly remembers the evil, scary person who was outside of her window. 
And Tom ensures her that he's a good shot with a slingshot. So, you know, they're just going to take down this like immortal being. With well, a he, he wants to. I don't know if she's up for it yet. Yeah. They're trying to kind of figure out what to do about it when they go back because they're afraid that, yeah, they'll be attacked as soon as they get through the mirror. And by the way, his, um, the, the evil dark monk guy, his name is Brother Septimus. And he was also played by the late great Frank Gorshin, who's most uh, notable as playing the original Riddler in the 1960s Batman series. Whoa. Yeah. So they got, wow. a, they got a legend for a cameo this season. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Then we suddenly get a knock on the door and it's Sardo and he's come to warn her because he's of course a good person at heart i think that we have questioned that before so maybe this like is the tipping point where we do know like he's he's a good person he's trying to yeah. warn her right he might he might be a little clumsy but yeah he's or, as hard as in the right place and he cares about the kids or is he just trying to get the talisman back for himself mm. i don't i don't i don't think so that's not the impression i got when i watched this episode Okay. I want to know what you guys think. I don't know sometimes with Sardo. It's questionable. <laughs> yeah. The amulet belongs to a truly evil monk. Like you said, Brett, sorry, I've never seen mm-hmm. this episode. <laughs> Known as Brother Septimus. He was supposed to have been hanged in the 15th century, but he escaped and he is now on the loose. You know, that's nightmare fuel. So then suddenly the scary man known as Brother Septimus jumps in. He grabs Sardo and Allison and Tom, run away in fear. Uh, Brother Septimus threatens Sardo to retrieve the amulet for him. And if not, he threatens to slice him open and serve him to rats off the abyss. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty <laughs> intense moment. It's a pretty wow. intense moment. He's like... He's pretty much unloading all of his like evil rage onto Sardo while he's like force choking him. <laughs> oh my god. This is so yeah. intense. Yeah. So <laughs> he doesn't mess around. He's a villain who who wants to get what he wants and he won't he won't stop at anything to get it. Well, Tom, true to his word, he's like teasing the ghost and he's like, look what I have, you know, chase me. Tom tosses it back to Allison, dick move. And like they, <laughs> to- <laughs> they toss it back and forth. They're and playing Allison, keep away. Yeah. Allison grabs Sardo by the hand and um, they go through the mirror into Tom's time. And, you know, the evil guy is super pissed. And in Tom's time... They run upstairs to his room. She explains to Sardo like what the amulet does, like he doesn't already know. And Sardo thinks it could make him rich beyond his wildest dreams and wants to sell it. And then, <laughs> yeah, that's the Sardo we know. Never mind the kids. Let me just make a profit after underselling my products in the first place. Right. I should. I should play that actually. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. When you hold the amulet next to a mirror, it opens a door through time. A door through time. This could be worth millions. Look, we have to get Tom before Septimus does. Not so fast, not so fast. Now, if I could just get past that horrid demon person, I could turn this into a small fortune. Or better still, a huge fortune. Mr. Sardo, wait! That's Sardo, no, no, skip it. (laughs) How does it work? Yeah, it works just like that. Pretty awesome effects. I I love it. It's, it really... I don't know. I think it's aged pretty well this episode in terms of special effects. Like it, it still ropes me in to this day. 
I love the look of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, something about it, like the color palette is like very warm and antique, like, like different shades of uh, earth tones, you know, reds and browns, which I find endearing. Sardo taps it to the mirror and goes through it. Just as Sardo went through, the monk now comes in and the monk closes in on her asking for the amulet. She tells him she doesn't have it. Then he threatens to make her suffer for messing with him. Suddenly, Tom comes back through the mirror. Tom threatens to shoot the monk with the amulet in his slingshot. So then the monk laughs at him, realizing Tom is no match for him. Okay. The monk then has Tom look into his gleaming, bruised blue eyes to mesmerize him. You know, he's like going to try to glamour him. So then the monk claims that without the amulet, he hasn't been able to travel back and forth through time. And therefore, you know, it's been far too long since he's claimed a victim's life. (laughs) So he's hungry. Maybe he is a vampire because he needs uh, sustenance, apparently, you know, of the blood variety. Time traveling monk vampire. Maybe he was a monk in his previous life. But then when he became undead, that's when he started his hell journey. You know what I'm Possibly saying? like monk turned vampire. He's That'd got the cool Van Helsing book. outfit. Yeah. Right? You should make yeah. that. <laughs> vampire monk. Should and will are two different things. And Come it kind of requires time and money. I don't no. do requests. Come on, guys. There is isn't there a huge audience for vampire I, monk? By the way, I heard your ghost story request, but if you want that, you gotta commission it from me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So then just as he closes in to possibly slit Tom's throat, <laughs> Tom snaps out of the trance. You, you got to mention that he has like this really long, gnarly metallic oh. finger. That's it's like a Wolverine claw, like from yeah. X-Men. Yeah. Like he just pulls that out of nowhere. Like I'm going to slice your throat. Clear yeah. off your head. <laughs> it's pretty. It's crazy. Like it's scarier than Edward's oh, yeah. hands somehow. Yeah. So then, <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's the camera angle. Yeah, I guess because <laughs> it's only like five <laughs> inches, but it's like it's terrifying. Yeah. So then Allison jumps on the monk's back, and they both bump into the mirror. Then, just as this happens, Tom shouts, "Check out Check time!" Out time. <laughs> yeah. And then he shoots the amulet at the mirror. They both fall through it as it shatters um, with a huge blinding flash. Allison makes it home safely. She and Sardo look through the shattered mirror pieces. Then they find one piece. He was accidentally sent to an unknown dimension, you know, Mm. from what we can tell, right? Right. Mirror dimension. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? That's why you got to be careful. Don't mess with mirrors. Like, I mean, I mean, if you want to connect it to Ari Ari for the Dark (laughs) episodes, it could be the same dimension where the, the shadow beings from the super specs are. So now he has to deal with all them. It definitely is. I think I feel like mirrors are such a great portal, you know? Yeah. They really are. Right. Very well, mystical. Can a crystal ball be a portal or is that just something you look through? Good question. I don't know. I mean, I I haven't really had any experience with séances, so it's not like I can speak from personal experience. Um, I know I know people use them to like tell fortunes or see the future. I don't know about actually using them as a portal into another dimension so right that um, I, I think like... there's certain there's certain limitations to the crystal ball that maybe a enchanted mirror may go beyond 
power wise. Yeah, because I guess the object in this one was really the stone. It wasn't the mirror. So correct. Yeah. Okay. So I I guess whatever it touches, I guess it's more um, conducive to reacting with like glass or mirror surfaces. Um, activates its power. Yeah. Okay. So then, um, yeah, by the looks of things, it possibly is the abyss and it's tearing and ripping apart him as he vaporizes okay so then <laughs> tom's voice no big deal yeah, he deserves it i guess yeah then tom's voice calls her through another piece of the mirror oh my god so sad and creepy and then yeah. she asks him to come through but he tells her it's too late and he can't come through the mirror broken he tells her not to be sorry because He's glad that he finally made a friend, you know, regardless of the mm -hmm. circumstances and waves goodbye to her and she says goodbye to him. Here, I'll just play that. I'll just play the ending. Yeah. Here. Words do not do it justice. It's yeah, heartwarming. It's so sweet. Oh God, that guy's so scary. Holy shit. <laughs> I've been carving initials and in a lot of things around town. Nobody seems to find it as amusing as I do. But I Maybe it's admire, a 90s thing. Well, apparently it's like a 1950. What? Where is this kid from? Oh, 100 years, 1850s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1892. 90s, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's a 90s thing. <laughs> My, what an interesting twist of fate. What? What is it? and Tom, friends forever. The amulet was gone. Brother Septimus was never seen again. And Allison would never forget the first friend she made in her new home. I declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed. I'm going to go find um, a tree in town and carve Allison and Tom friends forever on it and then post <laughs> it to my Instagram story sometime this week. You might want to tag that post, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Otherwise, people will have no clue what it's about. I will. I definitely will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just saying. I noticed like all these places where kids will carve things like, you know, into like skate ramps around or like mm -hmm. um, the gazebo at like downtown here. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's fun. I, I just hope that people don't start like carving hashtags into trees and say, follow me on Instagram because <laughs> I don't know what I'd do with myself if I saw that. I've seen either... that like on graffiti. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I've seen it on sidewalk chalk art too. And I'm like, Ugh, so we're, we've come to this in life, huh? Everything's got to be self-marketing and promotion. I think it's kind of fun though, because then you can just follow these random people. I mean, that, that is one side of it. I just don't like the, the micro and macro monetization of literally every aspect of life. I, I want nature to be left alone and humanity to kind of get back to its equilibrium. Yeah, but technology is a part of nature too, you know? Like, what is unnatural? Nothing. It's all a part of the cosmic that experience in some way. I don't know about that. I think... Um... I think humans got too too severed from their connection to a uh, spiritual connection to the rest of the universe. And so they fill that void with machines, but they'll never really 
approach that level of uh, meaning, even though they want to. Are you trying to say we should live on a huge hippie compound in the woods? No, I'm not. I'm just saying that oh, like man. anything, anything in life, there needs to be balance and any two obsession over one direction or other is going to and lead to destruction or at least chaos. Yeah, we should probably stop polluting our water sources and yeah, there's like plastic garbage islands. Yeah. <laughs> Have you so Brett and I both live like right in the same area. So um sorry if you don't want to hear about local talk but yeah have you heard about like or have you had been affected at all by like the red tide uh i've vaguely heard of it but i haven't gone to the beach in a while so it's not that's good no yeah what what is red tide exactly (laughs) could you inform me about that yeah it's an algae bloom and Uh, so it is natural but not for this time of year there was like a chemical spill in tampa bay Mm -hmm. a couple months ago that's affecting it and so um yeah now we have a whole bunch of dead marine life and a lot of people with respiratory issues so yeah yeah it's like having it's crazy it's like having sinuses to the ocean it's really crazy i don't know yeah, so I liked this episode. Um, what did you give it in the book? Because I don't have my book on me right now. I gave it. I gave it a three point five out of six. Um, which wow, I, I, really? It's pretty That's much, it. It's pretty much right in the middle. Because when I was watching this at first, I didn't have a lot of fond memories of it growing up. I'm like, eh, it's, it's like I, I didn't care about Allison that much. Even though obviously my opinion has changed for now, it's it was really more about the the acting and the the plot surrounding the the cursed artifact and i feel like the villain didn't do enough even though he was menacing but you know obviously with more repeat watches my perspective can change so i i would maybe bump it up to a four just because i think it it's heartwarming it's it's more heartwarming than what i perceived it to be when i initially watched it wow okay i'm giving this one a six out of six this yeah, could I can't. Be, I can't do that. <laughs> this could be one of my favorite episodes we've watched so far. I think. Really? Yeah, it's got everything I like. It's got geology, time travel, Sardo, uh, Gary. It's got all my favorite Midnight Society people are there. Um, okay. It's good. It's good. You know, I just like you it. It's creepy and scary too. We should have a. Listeners on Instagram vote for who they're more aligned with with the ratings, like do one of those story polls. Yeah, definitely. That yeah. can make it interactive. Yeah. Cause I I thought this was great. Um so I enjoyed which... it. I just don't think it's amazing. That's all. All right. I mean, speaking of moving and you know, moving to a new town, new room, new dimension, almost <laughs> like moving. Oh crap, they don't move into the 13th floor though. They already live there. Shit. Yeah. No, but people move in. People do move in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so... I see what you're doing there. Yeah, let's do 13th floor next. Cause Hell yeah. I'll, I'll throw you a bone for making the connection. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I'm yeah. excited to get that one done because it's Alexander Skarsgård. And it's gonna oh, be exciting. oh, there's there's an orphan in it. So that counts too. Oh, shit. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. And do we want to do um, recommendations? <laughs> maybe i don't think mine are very good it doesn't matter if they're good it's just whatever real like whatever you've been listening to or watching or reading well it's 
certainly not any modern stuff because aside from being aside from being like neck deep in projects um i've been just kind of watching clone high on paramount plus and the first three uh, seasons of simpsons while i eat my lunch so okay that sounds interesting it's from mtv it's basically um the, the premise of the show it's an animated show for like teenagers adults where like these these kids who go to high school are all clones based off of famous historical figures in history so you have like a clone of jfk cleopatra joan of arc gandhi abe lincoln that's like the main cast and then you have like side characters like genghis khan and a few others that i can't think of mary mary curie that person yeah um so i i think it's pretty funny i don't know if some people would um appreciate the humor these days it's like a late 90s early 2000s vibe so it has like that that raunchy uh, college humor sense to it but if you look past that i think it's pretty funny and clever so sounds awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> first first 13 uh, episodes are on paramount plus so go check that out if you're interested or you can buy the dvd somewhere online like nice. amazon okay yeah. cool yeah i'm gonna check that out that sounds cool um i've been watching I love the Simpsons and everybody should go over to notable nostalgia and listen to their Simpsons series that they've got going on right now. Yeah. I actually did um episode review, like a uh, top five episodes of the classic Simpsons era with them. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. That was a really good episode. Um, Thanks. And, the, and you just did an episode of big orange couch too. I know I'm all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just did um the episode Mail Carrier Mona, which is a Salute Your Shorts episode review. So if that interests you at all, go check that out over there too, where I do the art for their episodes. So my recommendation, I guess, is going to be, I've been watching um The Morning Show and it's Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. It's a couple of years old <laughs> already. Interesting. It's pretty it sounds good. modern. Yeah, it's on Apple TV and it's just a two um, seasons like in and out done. So mm-hmm. I'm like halfway through it right now and it's good. And it's got Steve Carell too. Nice. So it's basically them like a slice of life where they're hosting a morning show and you see all the b- behind the scenes stuff after they shoot it. It's like all drama. Yeah. Super drama. Yeah. I, not... I wouldn't think I wouldn't think there'd be drama associated with a morning show because everyone's all smiles. It's like Usually. the West Wing, the show. It's oh crazy. Goodness. It's really good. I, yeah, I love it so far. Yeah, I'm just like deep, deep in Twilight and can't wait to be not deep in Twilight for that series that I'm doing. So I'm enjoying okay. doing the series, but like I'm not loving rereading the books, I guess. Hmm. So I'll be looking forward to reading something else <laughs> soon. Gotcha. Yeah, cool. that's it. And then um, where can people find your art and stuff? Yeah, so um, there's obviously my main place, which is on Instagram at Brett Wilson Art. I also have a new website and store recently launched. So if you like to support an artist who constantly pumps out 90s artwork, high quality 90s artwork, then feel free to check out my website at brettwilsonart.com or um, go to my store at, well, I don't remember the, the link, but you can click on it through the store section of my website. Um, and yeah, I have posters of shorts there, some Mario Fair of the Dark stuff, uh, some Pete and Pete stuff, and I'm always adding new stuff there. So if there's like anything you see that I've done or would like to be done, um, let me know and I'll constantly expand my catalog for you guys. Perfect. Everybody knows where to find me. <laughs> You're right here. Yeah, that's right. That's where I am. Well, without further ado, I declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed and we'll see you all next time for the 13th floor. Yes.
Yes. Finally. I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you. I know you've, you've been waiting. I, you deserve it. Have a great night. All right. You too. Bye. Bye.